listening to the Chairsofters show. Joining me tonight, I have James Bailey, the man behind Kicking Mustang. Welcome, James. Hey, Andy. Thanks very much. Hey, thanks for coming on. No, um, my pleasure, mate. My pleasure. Obviously, haven't seen you in a while, so uh, find out. Hey, where have you been? You've been in America. Yeah, yeah. There's another show about all shot show. Um, obviously, you've seen some of the fun that we had as well, and we've gone into detail about that. I'll look forward um, to listening to that. I've not heard that yeah. yet. Yeah. Um, How's the jet lag? Uh, getting there. <laughs> it's killer. Good stuff. Um, but yeah, uh, obviously I haven't been playing for a while, saving for that, so I haven't been up to see you up at uh, GB, but we'll come on to that site in a minute because there's lots to talk about there as well. Um, hmm. So if let's start at the beginning. Let's go back to the very beginning when you first started playing Airsoft. Mm-hmm. So let's just tell us about how you got into it, what you started out with, and then we'll progress through to where you are now, basically. I was introduced to Airsoft by a friend who had a plot of land in Oxford and he bought a bunch of Airsoft guns to play with his friend and we used to play on his land and um, I would, I was, when he, they were using AEGs but I had this love for the shotgun there and I think that was probably where my sniping love started even though it was a shotgun you had to have these single shots and the, the accuracy and that's how I got hooked on it just running around in his, his big garden really and from there I bought myself an M16 I can't remember I bought it second hand it was like how many years ago was this it was maybe seven or eight eight years ago something like that yeah so you're looking and about 2010 this was yeah yeah maybe 2011 yeah 2010 2011 and it was an M16, and I bought it on the old Zero One forum secondhand, and the guy completely ripped me off, sold me something that it wasn't. Um, but I've still got the scope that was on it, and I still use that scope on my sniper rifle to this day. And the M- oh, I, I right. bought the M16, and the gun broke down. I ended up buying a secondhand VSR to 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 snipe with, and I sort of didn't look back since really. Yeah, because you were running. VSRs up until fairly recently, weren't you? Uh, it's only sort yeah. of in the last year or so that you've moved over to the, well, maybe even six months you moved over to the six SRS. Months. Yeah, six months. I still, I love, I love the VSRs. They're a great platform. Um, you can, if you're into teching, and you're into upgrading your rifles, I still think the VSR is the, the, the best platform. Um, there's so many upgrades, so many options you can. Um, and there's still some good stuff coming out for it as well. You've got Daniel Sniper Mechanic, who's now um, Open Skirm Shop UK, has um, designed a new piston for the VSR. He's called it the Wasp Piston. The, I think it's weighted adjustable silent pistol um, piston. So even though the VSR platform is now decades old, you've still got um, innovations coming out for it, and you can't you, you can't knock that platform. It's the the, the granddaddy of of sniper rifles and it, it kind of pained me when I saw um, a, it was a year ago when um, Mr. Novridge completely dismissed the VSR that he'd used for years as, as a toy like or fragile or, um, or or it was just not up to the job it, they are they're fantastic and they shoot as well as anything else you can you, you, you can buy they're, they're amazing guns and you could, I haven't got a bad word to say about them but about six months ago, I was approached by Silverback, who um, offered me a, an SRS to try. And the 
that SRS platform has just taken the sniper guns to a different level, I think. The, the workmanship and the, the quality of the build is just on a level I have not seen in an airsoft gun. Apart from possibly like the likes of the um, uh, police training weapons. Uh, or, or like the real high-end Murray recoils are very nice, but yeah, the, the Murray recoils or the Systemas kind of thing. It's, it. you're, you're looking at that sort of level then with this SRS. Exactly, it, it's solid. It's sort of if you if you swung it at a tree, you'd think you could, you'd, the tree would come off worse. They are they're made from the same materials as the real steel version. Yeah, and it, it's until you've actually uh, until you've actually used one and held it and cocked it and felt what it's like to handle it, it's. It's got that wow factor about it, and it's the easiest gun I've ever teched. It's the easiest gun to make adjustments on, and it's the gun that requires the least amount of upgrades I've ever used. It literally out of the box, it's 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 near perfect. You have to do a few tweaks on the hop, um, but I'm making shots with that gun now that I didn't make with my VSR. It's got it has got a longer range. And it's also much quieter, um, it's, which is really important for my style of play. Uh, I'm quite a stealthy player, and that the SRS has allowed me to make take shots, not just make shots, but take shots that with the VSR I would perhaps hesitate because the sound of the VSR would give my position away. The SRS is as quiet um, as most gas guns. It's probably the push bolt. There's two, there's two versions of it. There's a pull bolt and a push bolt. They come standard with a push bolt, which is quite unusual. Uh, um, and it's quite difficult to cock unless you've got a low power spring in it. Um, but that push bolt is quieter than the Mark 23 pistol, um, which Jeez, is my yeah, other. Because those Mark 23s are pretty silent to begin with anyway. Yeah, and I, I still consider the Mark 23 pistol as my primary weapon. And I, I always say that, that the, the Mark 23 pistol is the... Um, I think it's the best all-round airsoft gun you can buy. Um, it's it's non-blowback, so you don't get the the, the kicks of a glow, of a of a blowback pistol. But it's got it outranges AEGs. Um, it can shoot very heavy ammo. Um, you can shoot anything up to 0.45s or 0.5 gram BBs quite easily with very few mods, and it will reach out to um, to 80 even 90 meters. We've had them shooting at one jewel so I still consider the Mark 23 as my primary and it's only when I can't sneak close enough that I will take shots with the rifle um, yeah. and to be honest with you as well Andy I would say if I wasn't making scope cams I think I would probably do more Mark 23 kills than I, I do at the moment um, but since doing kicking Mustang the, the, the plat a rifle platform is much better for making scope cams which is um, another reason why I sort of tend to do use the rifle more than my Mark 23 these days. Whereas if I wound the clock back maybe two or three years before I was doing kicking Mustang scope cams, I would say the vast majority of my kills were with the Mark 23. Yeah, because I mean, um, going back to the range side of it, obviously you've been working a lot with the Mark 23 with the range, and then along came this SRS, and you're making shots that no one can dream of making with anything else, really. Yeah, the, the um, SRS is incredibly accurate. Um, yes. Yeah. And consistency. When I say accuracy, I really what I really mean is consistency. And you can see in the in my recent videos where I've got the BBs just follow the same flight every time, and yeah. they're landing in the same spot on the scope every single time. And that's the key for sniping. It's not. It's it's you, you don't get that much more range with it uh, than you get with an AEG. A well, I mean, you, you know, how, how far does a well set up AEG 
by 65, 70 metres. Yeah, I mean, you, you think back to last year at the low ammo day at SFGB, last time mm-hmm. I managed to get up there, it, there was me and you having that little firefight between two and yep. from the four, and it was basically who could lob the BBs right first. Yep. <laughs> and and yep. I believe this was pre the SRS. Yeah, I mean that, that um, was that was a good that was probably a good seventy seventy five meters. What were you using there? Have you got a recoil? I was using no. That was the day I was borrowing Roger's Sistema. There we go. Because yeah, my I mean, recoil had gone down. So you're looking yeah. at something that's sort of equal ranging there, really. Yeah. And it was just who lobbed the BBs on, and you got me your bugger. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, I mean now. It's. Uh, I mean, one one thing. I, I wouldn't want to get into that situation really nowadays with that SRS. Yeah. The thing, the thing, in on with with snipers. You, I see this in the sniper forums all the time. The guys get into a pissing contest and a dick waving contest about how long their range is on their their guns and some of them use airsoft meters and they say 100 meters and really it's 85 meters if they actually measured it properly <laughs> but, but the the, diff, the actual difference between a sniper range um, like my 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 SRSs are hopped with a PDI barrel and it's fine at 495 on the dot with like one and a half FPS variance yeah, it is so pretty it's, it's got perfect perfect air seal and it's super consistent it's pretty much the the the, the, the furthest firing gun I've got but even that at a lob in cons- and this is like it's almost like artillery at this range but at 100 metres you've probably got 10% chance of hitting and anything over sort of 85 metres there's a, such a huge element of luck involved and really the effective range of even the, the most highly set up sniper rifles you're still looking at 85 metre effective range and anything more than that there's just just luck involved so as a sniper you're not you don't have much advantage over an AEG player like you were using the Sistema and I've probably only got 10 possibly 15 metres more effective range yeah. that's, that's not a lot yeah even, um, even up against your TM recalls you know there's there's not a lot of difference in it but this is the this is this is the key where everyone's going for these ranges and they're trying to measure and get the fur- furthest firing gun the key for me as a sniper is to have the accuracy and the consistency so that yeah. you can make those stealthy shots and you know when you pull that trigger where the BB's going to go and you can hit them and they won't know where, they, where they're being shot from or their teammates won't have a chance to hear the shot. And with an AEG, you don't have that consistency. And you, you can hit them, but you take two or three shots or maybe you have to lob them and you can keep spamming that trigger until you hit them. But by that time, the opponent's will know where the shots are coming from and that's the key for me with a good sniper rifle is that ability to be able to take that single shot at 70 80 possibly 90 meters and know you're going to hit them and they're not going to know where they're being shot from and that's that's the key it's not about it's not about having huge range it's about having consistency and being able to land that bb exactly where you want it when you want it yeah i'm I'm glad you said about that not knowing where the shot come from because that brings me on to the next thing we were going to discuss you've Ever since I've met you, the running joke's been check the sign-in sheet to see if James has actually turned up to the day because we can literally leave you somewhere on the site at the start of the day and you'll be getting hit by you left, right and centre and we won't see you. And obviously this leads on to a lot of what you do with your Friday night live streams that you do now. You're obviously working on your ghillie and providing tips to 
the uh, community as a whole for people looking to get into sniping and that and how to make a decent ghillie. Where did all that come from? Did you study all this sort of stuff or is it just something you learnt off of an old friend as such? Um, it was... It was For want of a better word, evolution. I wanted to just... I wanted to get as close as possible to people without being seen. And the, the leaf suits, I went from like years ago when I was just using traditional ghillie suits and then I moved on to the Jack Pike suits. Um, the Jack Pike suits were great, but they still, at point blank range, you still couldn't... You, you could still make out somebody was in a Jack Pike suit. So I took it to the next level. Um, by My first step was I tried just adding fake ivy to it. Um, and that made a big difference. And from then I, I just added more and more and I was just looking around me at the environment and just trying to match the environment I was playing in by using fake leaves, raffia, hessian, um, um, and I was using shugu and mesh. Just And then I got on into crafting the leaves and, and getting them to different, uh, so they looked like different stages of, of rotting leaves um, as you find on the forest floor. And it was just literally, out of necessity of wanting to be as invisible as possible, as as, as close to um, opponents as, as I could get, and it kind of became a bit of an obsession, and uh, and sort of started sharing it on Friday Night Live from all of the uh, questions, and 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 um, just that was the best way of, of sharing it in, in live streams rather than asking. Um, yeah, rather than keep putting the points up and having to put pinned posts on your page maybe and all that it's yeah. easier for you to just go right every week I'm going to do this for an hour or ask you questions there kind of thing or yeah exactly but I haven't to be, to be honest I haven't done any Friday a couple of times I've done a Friday Night Live this year but I stopped around Christmas because Facebook's platform wasn't it wasn't working very well for me anymore. They've made some changes at Facebook, and I can't see the comments or the questions. And I think Facebook have taken off a lot of support for live broadcasting on pages and gone yeah. back to personal. So I'm I'm considering, and I might do it tonight. I'm um, this is we're Friday. I'm not sure when this podcast is going out, but it's Friday night. I may yeah. um, move Friday night lives to YouTube um, because I've had about a month break um, from it, um, maybe five weeks. Uh, just out of frustration for the Facebook platform. So I may be moving to YouTube live. Yeah, that'd be interesting. We'll uh, obviously, we'll post here to update the guys on what goes on with that because uh, this episode's, albeit it's Friday, we're airing on Monday. So um, we'll put all the information up for you guys to get in touch with uh, James at the end of the show and on the appropriate platforms. But That'd be great. Interesting Thanks, move to YouTube because uh, obviously you used Instagram for a while as well uh, for the live yeah. streaming. But I'm not sure how you found that because obviously the comments are all very cramped as well. And you only yeah, get I like Instagram five. Live. I love the Instagram community. The the, the community on Instagram, the Gilly the Gilly um, Suits Sniper community on Instagram is um, it, it's really supportive of each other. And it's it's just nice. Whereas on Facebook, they I, I don't, is it just me? But has January been the airsoft community been been full of salt everywhere? Every group I've been to, there's been salt flying left, right, and centre. Yeah, um, yeah. This obviously brings me on to a. Uh, it's a bit of a point that's come out of the community in the last couple of days. Obviously, some of your videos have been known to cause a little bit of controversy, um, to say the least. The the main what? ones really. 
are the uh, bang rule videos that have been coming out in the last few weeks. So just mm. just 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 talk through that one uh, briefly. It's because I'm completely with you. I hasten to add bang rule as far as I'm concerned is done. It's a bit of a pet hate of mine. The bang rule. Um, I don't. Now, first of all, don't let's not mistake the bang rule for a surrender rule. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Me, they are, two they different are so things. different. They're black and white. They they are complete. They 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 are vaguely related to each other. But one is like good sportsmanship. And it's like offering a surrender, and it's it's fun, and it's part of a game, and it's almost like some in a way it's almost like a wild west shootout where you go draw i dare you go on are you feeling lucky and it's part of airsoft it's fun whereas the bang rule it's it causes so many issues people misuse it abuse it there's gray areas half the sites don't have it and even the sites that do have it they have like they have their own nuances about how it should be applied. It just causes all kinds of problems and arguments and disagreements. And um, yeah, I hate it, Andy. I really, really yeah, hate it. I, mean, I think I th- people should campaign against it. And, and I think this is something that's possibly come over the Atlantic from videos from Airsoft in America and other countries as well, because you see them use the bang rule, but it's fairly successful. And let's be honest, they're running much higher FPS than we are. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I'm just wondering if it's just come across from that. But like you said, it's completely different to the surrender rule because the surrender rule's going, look, I've got your bang to rights here. I'm not going to be a dick and shoot you at point-blank range because it's going to yeah. fucking hurt. Do you want to just yeah. take it and off you go? And even sometimes, you know, we'll run around the corner, we'll both be pointing pistols at each other and we'll go, oh, bollocks, 50-50, and just walk other ways to your spawn. You know, CQB is obviously a lot more than in Woodland anyway because, I mean, other than the guys who are all gillied up and know all their stalking like yourself and mm. a lot of the sniper ops guys that you'll probably run with you'll hear people coming a mile away let's be honest you'll hear twigs yep. snapping and everything so um yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm completely with you personally in uk airsoft because uh, i'm actually going to be speaking to someone from the american community and we can possibly raise this issue um I don't think it works over here at all, and I'm completely with you. It, it is just causing issues, and the, the proof in the pudding was the way that people reacted to the video you uploaded. The recent, the recent one. Yeah, or... the most recent one. There was there was people going, "Well, he did have your bang," and it's like, but the site didn't even operate a bang rule, so exactly. why is he doing it? Let me t- let me. My my theory is this, and this this every every time there's a debate about the bang rule on in the groups, it it always ends up the same, and there's two schools of thought. There's the one school of thought that is, man up, it's airsoft, it doesn't really hurt. These are 350 FPS guns, they sting a little bit, man up. And you'll get some people going, oh, but they might not have face protection on. And then they'll then they'll come back and say, well, face protection, they can wear face protection if they want. It's, it's their fault for not wearing face protection. And yeah. that's one group of the argument. And the other group of the argument, and it always ends up polarised like this. The other group of the argument, I call them virtue signalers. And they they signal their virtue that how how kind they are and lovely and sporting and I used the bang on them because I didn't want to hurt them, and then the so they're, they're, then then they'll go if the person doesn't take it they're an asshole and I'll lace them up full auto next time and this is how the argument always goes yeah, and yeah and just just shoot them it's just double tap them and yeah. there shouldn't. There's no argument, and it doesn't I personally, hurt. I personally would prefer someone just shoot me at point blank rather than running around the corner going bang, 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 bang. I've got you, Absol- ha, ha, ha. Yeah. I'm running away now, and all this sort Absolutely. of stuff. And as someone who makes scope cams and, and gameplay footage, 
isn't it like really naff when you're watching a, a, a game and you they go around the corner and, and the, the person you're watching in in the video just goes bang bang bang. It's just naff. It just takes away the the, the um, um, sort of um, involvement in the game. It just doesn't. It's it's just not cool. That's the yeah, problem. It's it, not it, cool. It, it's it's not sort of viewer aimed as such. The immersion is gone. You yeah. just see people running around going bang 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 bang. You're dead. No, we're not kids. Like. <laughs> It's airsoft. Shoot each other. Get over <laughs> exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. What do you pay to do? Shoot, get, shoot, and get shot. Yeah. So stamp out the bang rule. Campaign yeah. against it. Yeah. Airsoft is against bang rules. There we go. We'll start that yeah. up. <laughs> okay. So um, yeah. Obviously, you've been doing the sniping side of it pretty much since you started, really. So where did kicking Mustang come into it? The name. Uh, <laughs> the name was related. I, I used to DJ a lot, and the name was related to. Uh, I think I was looking for a. My YouTube channel was set up in like 2007, I think it is. Right. So, so um, early it, days for YouTube. Yeah, I mean, it was. I think if you dig in YouTube, you could actually find early Kicking Mustang videos of some nightclubs I was promoting and, and um, some stuff I was de- uh, clubs I was DJing at. And the, the Kicking Mustang name was just a. It was related to a record that I used to be known for playing. All right, okay. So it's nothing more. It's 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 a weird story, Um, and it kind of stuck. And I kind of stuck with kicking Mustang because I already had the YouTube, and I like I kind of like Red Indians. Or we can't say that if Americans are listening. It's Native Americans, isn't it? So I I quite like Native (laughs) Americans, and um, I like the 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 hunting and their their proverbs, and I like the sort of the uh, Apache tactics and the the way um, the way they hunt. I, I thought it's just a kind of echoed my ethos as a as an airsoft player and I kind of stuck with it really yeah cool but name, names aren't that important I don't think yeah. I think anything like Google Apple what, what do they mean yeah um, exactly I because th- I, th- I mean I th- obviously a lot of people really this time last year probably hadn't even heard of kicking Mustang as an airsoft sniper then we played with yourself at Octo 8 and there was one particular video that you uploaded on a Sunday evening after that game I believe and it literally exploded overnight Hmm. in fact it may even have been before then it might have been the previous October but yeah there was that video of I think you called it Don't Tread On Me and there was four guys walking along and then you you just get up and wipe them out and then before they can even react to you and yeah, off you went and then I believe you wiped out the rest of the team after that as well. Yeah, that was quite. Yeah, I remember that was that was a good event that one. Apart from some of the salt that was flying around afterwards, but um, no, it was, yeah, it was, well, uh, they, they they got outplayed time, and yeah. they didn't like it. And there was a lot of issues that come out of that game. But, yeah, um, yeah. Ever sometimes. since then, it seems to me like the whole brand, for want of a better term, has exploded on the internet and obviously you seem to have come to pretty much the forefront of Airsoft Sniper community now. Oh, thanks Andy. It's, nice uh, it's almost like you're up there with Novrich but doing it for the community rather than your own personal gain. If that's that very kind sense. of you Andy. That's very kind of you to say. Um, so I, do, I really do, that's, that's why, that's what has driven me to do it. I just like sharing my passion and that's that this is why I started doing scope cams in the first place because I was getting myself in cool situations like so it's not I think when you when you explain to people these situations you get in and it's kind of like well pictures and video or it didn't happen mate yeah it's it's like no I wiped out 24 of them and they didn't see me and they're like 
yeah, well, I don't believe you, basically. So I started doing these, the using my brother's GoPro, and then yeah. went from there. And and I just enjoy sharing that, and then I enjoy sharing the passion for the for the the, the upgrades when I do them, and and the the gilly, and I I just genuinely love sneaking around and being a sneaky bastard and I love sharing that with the community and the Snipeprops group and I love the Snipeprops events and that's another reason why I started sharing because I wanted to draw attention to this style of play that isn't um I don't I don't, I don't think it's particularly well um catered for by most of the YouTube channels or any of the groups so we did this but we needed players to play this Snipeprops event that I was doing and so we, um, so by sharing it and and bringing attention to this style of play and the crafting and the passion of players who are playing that way, I think it raised awareness. And in the last year, we've seen so many people get into it and, and crafting their own leaf suits, um, developing their own or, or, or sort of echoing that style of play that they're, they're seeing the Snipeprops players doing. And I think it's fantastic to see this this um, just style of play spreading, and we're getting more people taking part in the Snipeprops events. We've got two young lads who are, I think they're 13, 14. They might be, um, they might have just turned 14, 15. They started Jeez, playing with last year, and they are they're, they're damn good, Andy. They're like <laughs> they're really giving us a run for our money. Um, and scary thing is, they're just getting better and better. So to see yeah. young young kids like that. Um, as well as new, 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 um, newer old people as well. I say old, older people like in their forties and fifties taking up the sport, and perhaps they're not quite as fast on their feet to keep up with the, the teenage lads running and gunning with the AEGs. So they perhaps pick up on this stealthier, slower style of play. Yeah. And and we're getting all all sorts of people from different um, age groups, and, and and it's 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 brilliant to see. Yes, I am. Obviously, the sniper ops. Let's let's discuss that because you know, you do tend to run it with just the snipers. You have been known to do events with other players integrated into the story as well. But let's just yeah. run through that. So, for those who've never heard of it before, what is sniper ops? Sniper ops is a it's a game which is based um, on uh, the the reason. It, it, it's based on bolt action, so everybody has to use a bolt action. We don't allow repeating guns, and there's very limited ammo rules, which is normally um, either 10 or 20 BBs for your bolt action rifle and a single mag for your pistol. Now, the mag, again, you get limited ammo. We're actually thinking of reducing the ammo limit again to 15 BBs for your pistol and then um, 20 BBs for your bolt action. And the aim of the game is to complete... Uh, navigation and tactical objectives which could be to find um, a navigation point or it could be to um, plant a smoke grenade in a building or it could be to find a laptop with a code on it and then place that code in a computer at another location and then the game finishes by shooting a target at the end which is um, worth a point and escaping to extraction which is worth worth a point and um, shooting each other is worth a point and and it's it's a it's it's not like a normal skirmish because of the extreme limited ammo rules and there's very usually only nine players playing it over quite a large area so it involves a lot of sneaking around and stalking contrary to to what people might think there's not 
much lying around waiting. There's a lot of movement because to complete the objectives, you have to move around the map to do it. So even though we're all wearing ghillie suits um, and we are very sneaky, there is a lot of movement to complete the objective. So it, despite the low ammo um, limits, it is a very exciting game and it's very challenging. And this is why everyone who plays it, it seems to get under their skin. And most people who play it, they keep coming back for more and more. And this is why it's sort of becoming more popular. We've got a lot more events planned for this year. We've got new fields opening. So we've got a new, we, well, we've got a couple of fields down in Kent that we use. We've also got a new field opening this year. We're going to take it to Battleground Airsoft in Norfolk, which is a stunning site. Um, we're going to kick that off in March there. We've got a site up north. Um, we've got people in other countries as well. We've got guys in America who are starting to, to do events. Um, it's it's really the, the passion for this style of play is, is really growing and it's, it's really good so to see. So this thing's literally becoming international now, basically, with uh, ever since sort of it started couple of years back now must be i think sniper ops i think i started three years ago when i did yeah. the first first event and the first, we, i did it with more players um and we had sort of mercenaries in the middle of the game and the mercenaries you could use aegs and you yeah. had a team of mercenaries who had to protect objectives and then you had four pairs of sniper operatives who would um, have to complete navigational objectives and then tactical objectives which had been defended by the mercenaries but those mercenaries have since been replaced by a solo counter sniper, um, and the other, the other, we've got one other, we've got another style of play that we were going to, we are going to be introducing this year as well, which we've run test games of, which works quite well, um, is a special ops event. So yeah. rather, rather than it being played with snipers in pairs and a, and a solo counter sniper, it's going to be played in um, with three teams of between five and seven. Um, operatives who all have specialist skills so they could be a medic they could be an engineer um, they could be a support and um, that's not support gunner that's a support so they carry extra ammo for people yeah um, medic heals engineers can do things like um, use demolitions or, or repair things so it will involve a lot of, lot of teamwork so it's, it's kind of I would I don't like the word milsim to describe it but it is getting it, it's it's a it, you do have to de deploy skills and strategy and work together as a team to complete. Yeah, which obviously work well in the within the milsim side of airsoft as well. So you you're basically transferring those skills from what I understand of it into these sniper ops events, which sort of seems to be like milsim extreme, almost. Yeah, in in a way, and I I I'm not a I don't, I'm not um. I don't play a lot of milsims. I do play milsims, um, but I would dare I say it that perhaps these sniper ops events, because of the extreme ammo rules and the the way we play over like twenty four hours, and we have we have rules so we're not allowed. We don't have night vision. We have tried to have a level playing field. So it's 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 not. It's not milsim, but it's almost more milsim than a lot of milsims because we try yeah. to like make it as hard as possible with with extreme rules and extreme limits. Yeah, um, definitely. So, what advice would you give to somebody who... Because, I mean, I've had a lot of people who've said they want to start sniping. And my first bit of advice that I'd give them, personally, is go meet someone who does sniping and see if you like it first. Because a lot of people, it seems, will go out and buy a bolt-action rifle, play with it for a game, and then sell it. So... Yeah. 
I mean, if someone was looking at getting into sniping, what would you say to them to begin with? From my my perspective, the key to being a good sniper is to be able to strike from an unseen, unheard position at people who do not know where you're shooting from. A lot of people think that comes from having a high-powered rifle and shooting people from a lot further away than so, so that they are unable to shoot back. I take the almost the opposite view of that and I achieve that by being able to be as close to people as possible without being seen or heard. So I often raise a few eyebrows because when people ask this question, what should be my first sniper gun? I will almost always suggest the TM Mark 23 pistol because you have extreme range, you're very, very quiet, it's very accurate, Um, but what it also allows you to have is the mobility to be able to be very sneaky, be able to crawl around quite quickly. You're not hampered or limited if you're in tight spaces or in bushes. When you've got a big long gun, it's difficult to move your gun around without it being seen because it's almost like a a flag you're waving. So when that big long gun gets moved, it's much more movement and you get spotted more easily. So my recommendation is always to, if you want to try that style of play, go for a Mark 23 pistol and just attempt to play the game with maybe a couple of mags and just get as close to the opponents as possible without being seen and if you've got a knack for that then then start thinking about progressing on to a a longer gun which unless you're spending a huge amount of money like seven or eight hundred pounds um you're you're probably not gonna no no i correct not seven or eight hundred pounds i'll probably say five or six hundred pounds to be able to get something that can consistently outrange an ag um so if you're not sure about it, before you go splashing that huge amount of money on an upgraded VSR um, or something like a, a, a Silverback SRS, try it with a Mark 23 pistol first, which are really good value for money, and you can very cheaply upgrade them, and they are capable of shooting 80 meters and outranging AEGs. Yeah, because uh, you recently, well, you, last year you were playing around quite a bit with different barrel combinations for your Mark 23. Obviously, you've got this. Is it the Hadron TDC mod in there as well? Yeah, that's that's that, that's you'll get eighty percent of your um, increase in performance of installing the Hadron TDC. Um, the rest of it, twenty percent extra performance, you can get by using either Maple Leaf or R Hop and. Um, upgrading the barrel to like the, we, we love these crazy jet barrels they seem to give the best results in the Mark 23s and then if you want to go down you could perhaps install it in a carbine kit and that's yeah. another way you can perhaps try it this sniper style um, if you want to have a longer range or have a more powerful Mark 23 you can install a longer barrel and you can get the FPS over 400 FPS and you can you can then start hitting 90 meters and put it in a carbine kit so that's the cheapest way to get into sniping I would suggest to to anybody really yeah, because I know a lot of people who run the TM Mark 23s and they're all exactly the same as you get that TDC mod straight away. Yeah. And that's pretty yeah. much, they, they say you don't even need to do anything else after that necessarily. Just get that in and you'll be sorted. Yeah. And heavy BBs. Once you've got that in, then you yeah. can start using the, the heavyweight BBs. Yeah, because you, you tend to run around the 443 mark, I believe. Was it in your uh, yeah, Mark 23? It's normally 4.5s, actually. I normally it's use 4.5s. Four four yeah, and especially yeah. in the SRS now, I use the same 4.5 ammo in the SRS and the um, Mark 23. Um, 
but maybe the VSI I might use a little bit lighter ammo like 0.4s but that's because I don't use an R-hop in the VSI and it just seems to like slightly lighter ammo but yeah always use he the heaviest ammo you, you, you can usually and with the Mark 23 pistol when you start using the 0.45 ammo or heavier you've got um, you're hitting 80 meters without too many more too many more mods and that's just an incredible range and it's consistent as well yeah it's, it's, it's odd because I mean I, when I first started playing people were saying to me to use heavier weight ammo and my first thought thinking logically it's heavier it's going to go slower it's not going to go as far but it's amazing how much range you can get out of just even with an AEG phone at 350 up using 0.28 or even 0.3s it's amazing yeah. how much you can increase the sheer range you're getting out of the rifle one of the reasons why it does fly further is because the back the backspin lasts longer. And uh, if you've got right. a lighter BB, also these BBs slow down. The faster the BB is fires, the quicker it slows down initially. So you can go from 500 to, say, 700 FPS, but you're on a point two, but you're actually not going to get, like, 30%, 40% more range. You'll get some more range, but you won't get, like, the, you won't Nothing get like you'll 40. Be thinking that you're going to get. Yeah, you, you, you might go from a hundred meter range to maybe a hundred and fifteen, hundred and twenty, possibly, possibly, if if that. Um, yeah, yeah. And certainly, you won't get much more effective range. Your effective range probably won't be improved at all. It's just, you'll yeah, exactly. just better get. Be, yeah. It'll go further. Um, and one of the reasons they travel further as well, it's not just that initial slowdown speed, it's the centrifugal spin. Um, so the heavier the BB, the longer that backspin lasts. So it slows down, the spin slows down slower. Yeah. So as it as the BB is flying through the air, there's you'll get more lift for longer. And the goal to get a long shot is to get a long flight time. It's not necessarily about getting the BB there quickly, it's about getting the BB to float for longer. Think Frisbees. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's welcome to physics with kicking Mustang. <laughs> um, so, what BBs are you running nowadays? Because there was a big spate with the uh, Jeff's BBs where everyone was raving about them and everyone seems to have moved over to Longbow. Now. Yeah, I've been using longbows of good BBs. Um, I use the Longbow 0.5s. Um, I'm, I wasn't going to announce it yet um, I wasn't going to announce it yet but there might be something on the horizon from kicking Mustang Ooh. We'll, um, we'll, we'll keep our eyes peeled for this news to hit then yes I don't really I wasn't going to yeah. I'll, I'll tell you what no, I'm gonna, I'll say Andy you've, you've got this is the first time I've, I've mentioned it um, there is going to be um, a kicking Mustang BB Ooh. I take it you're going to focus on the sniper weights, the heavyweight yes. BBs then. Yes, um, it is going to be a sniper BB, and um, I'm quite excited about it. Yes, yeah, so it'll be interesting to see how they work. Yeah, I've been looking into it. Um, they are heavier than what people have had before, um, so they're heavier than the four fives, and um, I've been, yeah, just just making sure they are good, and I'm um, I'm excited about it. So um, watch, watch this space. Watch this there space, some, definitely, if you're into yeah. your sniping. There should be an announcement out in the next few days, officially. Yeah, right. Um, so, obviously, we've discussed the TM, VSR, and the SRS. 
Yes. Um, one thing that I've noticed a lot of people going to with sniping recently is the strikers. What do you think of those as a sort of beginner budget rifle as such? Good guns. Yeah. Good, guns, good guns are they? Yeah, good guns. I, I haven't got. They um they got they they got the, the quirk of the striker is they've got quite a um small volume so you have to use shorter barrels which isn't a bad thing um you just have to use short barrels and that yeah. doesn't reduce accuracy at all it's just a, a a nuance of the platform but yeah they're good guns they're a really good entry level gun um and a couple of the sniper ops guys use them we've had sniper ops who have won sniper op, op game using the striker there's nothing wrong with them at all and they shoot good they're, they're consistent they're upgradable as well there's good good upgrades available um i don't think they're as good as a vsr but i, I think they're they are good and what i what i really like about the strikers is the community is really supportive of the platform the striker group on facebook is um, very supportive when there are issues they actually go out of their way to try and find solutions and it's it's a really cool group when you compare that to other platforms like the um the ssg and and their owners group um that is just the that that, that group is like the worst place on the facebook i was literally um, just about to mention the ssg because i've seen so many people turning around to new snipers in the community and going buy a Novrich SSG you won't need anything else I'm saying again but all the sniper guys that I've known have said it's not that great a rifle compared to what you can get with other things so no it's noisy it's, it's, it's a, it's a uh, look, and it, it's it's a good gun it's nothing more than that it, yeah. it's a good bolt action but it's not it doesn't shoot like lasers Cheaters do not hate it. It does not shoot 100 meters. It does not lift 0.46 BBs out of the box. Um, it is very, very noisy. It does not feel like a real gun. It does feel toy-like, like a VSR. There's no difference um, yeah. in terms of the, the feel. They, but they're a good gun, um, and that's that's what people. That's what the review should say of them. It's good. It's not mind-blowing like yes, all the YouTubers not. make out. And th this is actually. This, I'm gonna right. There's um. All those, all those people should ask themselves why all of the YouTubers are giving these reviews of the SSG that anybody who's used it and is experienced um, will tell you that the reviews are simply not true. Um, they are not as good as they're being made out to be. If people dug a little bit deeper, they may well find out that they are on a retainer and they are receiving a percentage of sales that they are sending to them through their links on YouTube. And uh, they are not honest and they are not transparent about it. Yeah, that's that's the thing. I've, I've noticed a few reviews where it's just like, oh yeah, this is amazing, this is the only other thing you'll ever need. And now it makes sense, obviously. Why don't people ask those questions? Why aren't people asking that question? Are they afraid to ask the question? I, I, I don't know, but I, I, I know that they have contracts with Novridge. They have retainers and they have percentage of sales that they send them. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, interesting to say the least. And, but, and as for yeah, and as as for the uh, as for the, the the way that it's sold, the 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 advert that he's put on YouTube for his new point. Four nine BBs. Um, that is, that video is a lie. It's just a straight up lie. The the you know it's a lie because of the flight time of the BB. 
the BB has a flight time of from being fired to hitting the target that he claimed on a laser rangefinder was at 98 meters or 97 meters. Yeah. And the, the flight time is sub 1.4 seconds on all those shots. At 100 meters, it takes a third of a second for the sound wave to come back from hitting the target to the to the um, microphone. This means that the flight time is somewhere between like 1.1 or 1.2 seconds yeah. at a gun that's firing circa 500 fps on point twos. That means that it's not firing 100 meters. He's taking these shots and they're hitting a target it's somewhere between 70 or 75 meters at the most, and he's claiming he's hitting it eight out of ten times. It's just a lie. Yeah, and so I, I, that's the only thing that I've got against the SSG. It's a good gun, and would I recommend it to a beginner? Yeah, I mean, I don't. There's nothing wrong with it. It's a little bit noisy. I'd personally go for a Mark Twenty Three pistol over it, personally. But I don't like the way it's sold. I think it's sold with um, mistruths at best, and recently outright lies. Plus, it's a lot of money to be sinking into something out of the box when you can get a VSR second hand with upgrades for probably a lot less. Yeah, and you'll get it before the sort of four or five months it takes to get the SSG as well. But, you know, the wait times, it is what it is. But yeah. I, I don't have anything against the SSG. I just have something against the way it is being sold to the community. And a lot of kids are being sold it with untruths. Or Missile PPI almost. <laughs> yeah, if it was any other, um, it was any other industry, um, there, there would be some kind of inquiry or caught um, because you, you can't miss sell like that and I don't I'm not I, I don't think the airsoft community should should allow that kind of miss selling of a product yeah right anyway moving on um, that's a bit controversial it, yeah. wasn't it for me I'm, <laughs> yeah <laughs> well I'm getting used to it <laughs> it started with the bang rule now we move let's this is the controversial James Bailey episode. <laughs> if, if I'm wrong, someone tell me I'm wrong. Yeah. If you know, if if uh, Christopher's watching, th- listening to this show, and he thinks I'm talking out of my butt about the 75 meter shot that he's claiming is 100 meters, please show that these BBs can hit. You know, but but you've got to do it scientifically. You can't. You can't. Um, videos can be edited as such. Yeah, don't edit videos like like that and, and sell it as such. It's not ad, It's not good marketing. It's not good business. It's yeah, it's just exactly. it's bad for the community. It's just bad. So you, anyway. you've been known to travel quite a bit during your airsoft career. We've played games at a few various places, but airsoft GB seems to be your home. I live now, about ten minutes down the road from it. Yep. Yeah, I'm I'm hoping to get the guys on the show at some point but what is it about that site in your opinion that makes it special I think you could see from the I think there's probably two things one is the site is very unique half it's not it's not a very big site it's only about 150 meters by about 100 meters square it's not huge by any stretch of the imagination but sort of a third or two thirds of it is this sort of crazy kind of old farm, tractors, cars, buildings, and it's a little bit treacherous underfoot, and it's it's quite an exciting space to play in. Um, and you combine that combine that with the way it's run. It's a family-run um, site. Uh, Dave and Penny are lovely. Um, the Marshals are, are really nice people, and it's run with passion. They love airsoft, and they do this low ammo day. They call it LAD, 
um, they when they they started doing it they they um, they used to they don't do it quite as extreme as they they used to but they used to limit players to 50 BBs per life they've kind of increased that a little bit I think now um, but they do these low ammo days which are great yeah because when I first played the low ammo day it was like 50-60 BBs per game and that was it yeah. kind of thing and, uh, yeah they're great I th- I'd love if they went back to that I think they maybe I, I maybe a few of us push them they'll, they'll go back to the 50 or 60 BBs per, per life yeah because it uh, makes you it makes you think more about your shots and where they're landing as well which is ideal for exactly what we're doing rather than the 2,500 drum mag empty in that all day and happy days for them but not for anyone else just makes a more thoughtful game doesn't it even even if you're limiting people to like one or 200 bbs for for a game it it makes people think a bit more about what what they're doing exactly and it's nice to see something like that happening rather than pretty much all the other sites that aren't milsim orientated with the exception of a couple that I can think of off the top of my head, where it's just take as much ammo as you want and refilling your spawn and everything, you know, it was nice to yeah. see these games where you are limited to how much ammo, and it just makes it flow a bit better because people will run out and then they're out of the game until they refill, basically. Unless I don't know what, how, how you think about about the the milsim ammo rules, Andy, but I'm always surprised and I scratch my head a bit at the milsims that don't. Um, enforce a real cap mag limit uh, at milsims. I, I don't, I don't quite buy into this argument that mid caps just because they enforce mid caps, it makes it more realistic. Because these mid caps nowadays can hold like 80, 100, 120 BBs. Some of these M4. Mid-caps. Yeah, I think you think about the uh, TM recoil mags. They're about 85 BBs from memory. 82, 85. Yeah, yeah. Uh, certainly can, better than 250. But... I think they use it as a proportion because obviously, you think about it. Someone gets hit with a real five five six or seven six two round, they're going down. Whereas with airsoft, you may not feel it through your kit, so it does take sometimes three or four just for someone to notice it more than anything. So whether or not that's the thinking behind it, they do it proportionally. And quite often, I think the um, the mid caps are more accessible than real caps. Although seeing the manufacturers now starting to do mm. both 30 and say 120 new pro comes to mind for a start and they're, they're cracking mags as well you can change them mm. around uh, are they expensive not, those new pro mags i think they were about tenner a pop they're not they're yeah, not they're overly expensive so um and they work i had them in the gmg combat machine till i got rid of it and they worked flawlessly yeah. to no end but um whether or not See, that will be the advent of Real caps being enforced because obviously gas blowback platforms. You, you're looking at a lot of money to get that going when you start looking yeah. at the mags. So I'm surprised there's not more support for real cap games because I think I think you if you have real cap mag limits, you don't actually have to have an ammo limit because if someone wants to carry three thousand rounds of ammo, but they're all in real cap mags. Like first of all, good luck to them because they're, yeah, you know you, they physically can't do it. Good luck they're carrying also, hundred mags in your rig. Yeah, I mean, yeah, good luck. Um, you have to have a bin bag full of them or something. Yeah. Um, but but I'm surprised there aren't gas blowback users calling for more games that have real cat mag limits because this is ideal for them. I think this is why you're starting to see a lot more sites around the UK bringing up these gas and springer nights where mm. you're limited with the ammo because you're like I know the jail do them for example where yeah. you'll have gas and spring only nights and. AEGs are basically out of the equation. Well, they are out of the equation. 
Yeah, I mean, see, maybe, maybe they should allow AEGs at events like that, but they have to be a real cat mag. Cause yeah, yeah, it'd, it'd even the playing field out for everyone else, because, I mean, I'm, I've played guest blowback before, and I know a lot of people who are having skirmishes, and you just make sure that that shot's going to connect first time. And it yep. certainly improves your play style. Obviously, in CQB, it's a little bit different, because you can just nade everything if you're Roger. <laughs> but... Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens within the Milsim community uh, over the coming year. Obviously, low ammo day for a skirmish as well is a nice positive step in my opinion because I only run mids or lows anyway. I, I refuse to run high caps. so um, And I'm sure it makes it a little bit better for you as well not getting spammed with 800 rounds while you're sitting in a bush trying to get up because you've been hit. Yeah, they tend to you tend to get that when people start thinking you're in the area, they they start spraying bushes randomly. Yeah, which is kind of like, yeah, I find it annoying, but you know. I suppose it's funny for you as well watching them waste all their ammo on events like that. Yeah. <laughs> Although at least they're trying to use it in game rather than shooting a puddle, hey. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, airsoft just can't resist puddles. Yeah, there's something about it that's just satisfying. I don't know what it is. <laughs> right. I think we've pretty much covered everything today. Uh, thanks for coming cool. on to the show, James. Where can the guys find you? Facebook.com forward slash kicking mustang and youtube.com forward slash kicking mustang. Instagram and Snap. I do Snapchat as well sometimes. You do Snapchat? I do do Snapchat. Very, very rarely. It's kind of my my mischievous account. I sometimes do mischievous posts on there. <laughs> well, it's not really me. It's just... Uh, a sort of caricature of um, yeah. Anyway, if people want to follow me on Snapchat, you might see some amusing, amusing things. things yeah. In fact, I think now you've mentioned it, I think I've seen some of the snaps make it onto your Instagram story before. <laughs> Shh, don't tell too don't tell too many people. I don't want too many people on my Snapchat. No, just add you on Instagram if it's worth watching. It'll be on there. Yeah. <laughs> as, well, as thanks very much for having me, Andy. Yeah, it's thanks been, for coming on, James. Uh, guys, you can hit the subscribe button on the show, uh, Facebook and Instagram. Just type in the Chairsofter Show into your search bar and up we will come. Thanks very much for listening, guys. Thank you, James. And goodbye. Catch you next time. <laughs> See ya. <laughs>